0: This is the Misty Music Podcast with Lucy. Hello. David. (laughs) So that's me. And with us is light entertainer Michael Mm Legg. Hello, Nation. (laughs) (laughs) And Internation. Yeah. (laughs) So, how are you both?
1: I'm fantastic.
2: Are you sure? Oh Jesus, I definitely would not describe myself as that. That's incredible.
0: <laughs> that I'm fine. Just, just about fine. I don't know. Well, How are it, you, David? I am I'm very well and I'm very I'm actually looking forward to tonight's episode or today's episode. Well, people might be listening to this in the middle of the night, in the morning, whatever, but Exactly. So but it could episode. be a Christmas day episode for some people. Could be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. If you're listening to this on Christmas day, please let us know. Maybe um, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, so obviously we, we got in touch with you, Michael, um, because we wanted to kind of... Uh, just deviate slightly from the normal format uh, where Lucy suggests something, I suggest something, get someone else to suggest mm-hmm. something that neither of us have heard. And your suggestion was the soft boys, uh, Underwater Moonlight. So that's an album that I know I certainly, I mean, a band for first and foremost, I had no idea. Never. I, I think I heard you maybe mention the name. I think maybe I saw you tweet okay. about it in the past, maybe, uh, but never, never anything more than that. I did not even know what they looked mm-hmm. like. don't know what style of music it was. Um, Lucy, what about yourself, the Soft Boys?
1: Same, absolutely never heard of them before. I even did some when I when you first um, suggested it to us. I went to my dad, who's my who's my go-to music man, and asked him. Right. I says, "Have you heard of the Soft Boys?" He says, mm, "I think maybe," which was which I think meant no. <laughs> <laughs> just trying to, yeah. just trying to yeah. give me the impression that he did. Um, so yeah, absolutely. Was that it was that him getting testy
0: for his coolness? It was like, oh shit. Yeah, I'm not as cool as I think I am, you know. Yeah, well, that's that is the worrying thing here because I, I worry already that
2: you might think I've chosen the soft boys underwater moonlight because it's cool, it isn't
0: cool, <laughs> it's absolutely, it's proudly not cool, you know. It's uh, well, we will get into it, but, but I, yeah. I can't disagree with you actually on that one, yeah. but um, yeah, uh. So, I suppose, Michael, what, why, why this album? Why? What? Because you rejected the other two that I
2: suggested. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so this was, the th- I don't think it was the third album, but maybe it was. Uh, I'll tell you why. Because um, it's, it's the proper sort of like a backstory to a musical hero of mine. Uh, Robin Hitchcock, who is the main, well, he's the singer, the guitarist in that he is the main songwriter for the soft boys this is a proper backstory like a, like a marvel superhero backstory in as much as this is someone um this is someone beginning so uh, wonderfully uh but to no acclaim whatsoever and then after this album uh robert hitchcock basically goes into the shadows Mm-hmm. And then becomes himself, and it's only once he becomes himself that he becomes this. Uh, basically, he becomes a rolling stone, a never-ending rolling stone that actually does gather moss. And I am part of that moss <laughs> that he has gathered o- over <laughs> the years. He, he's, um, he is a phenomenal musical hero. I have no idea how many albums uh, he's made, but I have all of them. I mean, and uh, he's—they're definitely in. He's probably got forty albums. Um wow. he his big hero, and I think this is really important to know, and this is also part of the sort of like Marvel backstory. Um he's his big hero was Sid Barrett. Yeah. And I always think it's really interesting to look at both of their lives because Sid Barrett rose to fame uh and he didn't want it, mm-hmm. so he just stopped. Mm-hmm. And it it it's it's it almost scares people that he had the bravery to do that because people for yeah. decades, uh, you know, after that, were gone, oh, do you know what? He's so mad, isn't he? He lives alone in Cambridge. He yeah. didn't live alone in Cambridge. He lived mm-hmm. with his family. Yeah. But he's so mental, he can't go back into the studio. No, he doesn't want to. Yeah, He it's doesn't want to do yeah. it. And, and people go, people no, 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 that can't be because if you were that brilliant, you, that would never stop. But uh, no, no, the, the fact is... He decided he didn't want to do it anymore. Whereas Robin Hitchcock, he has this incredible talent, and yet it doesn't seem to ever have got to a wider base, and he can't stop. He just can't ever, ever do it. So in many ways, the two of them would have made great heroes and villains in
0: a comic book, really. It's interesting you mention about uh, Robin Hitchcock because uh, it was only today, really, I was looking at... um... Videos, so um, I was was trying to find videos even of like you know footage of them, the guys playing, and Mm -hmm. and um, then I came across an uh, interview from about three years ago with Robin Hitchcock, Uh, I think it was for PBS, um, in the States, and um, he was talking on that. and The guy is so bloody interesting, you know, it was, it was, it was, yeah, he's clip of it, and it always was just kind of like segments on on YouTube, and I kind of wanted to see the full, you know, the full hour of it or whatever it was, but it was, he, he just. Completely, completely sucked me in. I was like, "This guy has got a lot to say, and he's so he does. He's got magnetism, and and I think it's in that way that he's just so calm and at peace with himself. It's 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 so, so strange. Yeah, Listen. I think I think he might actually. It's uh, it's weird. I think he's, I think
2: he's trapped in this situation um, uh, where he has to be where he has to constantly create. Like, I mean, mm. he's in his seventies now, and you know, the album he just put out, Shuffle Mania, is is fantastic. It's you know, it's up there with any of his, you know, great works. And I I just I just don't think there's many musicians that are sort of that content. And yet it still feels like he's trapped. It still feels like, you know, I wonder what how he would have felt if he had become famous. I bet it would be uh,
1: there was a bit success. Like Yeah, I bet it would
2: have been a disaster. Mm. You know? And it's weird. He 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 has had he's had one hit record. He's had one hit single in America, of course, not here. He had a he had a hit single, and and it's really weird because it's not. I mean, it's I like it, but it's not very good. <laughs>
3: <You> know,
2: <laughs> but it's um, and it's called Balloon Man. And I think if you have your only hit, and it's a song called Balloon Man, you that. Ironically, that's quite deflating, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's uh, it's. I find him just a really interesting figure, anyway. Yeah. I mean, but but like, even if you even if all his music was bullshit. He's still really, really interesting. Like you say, he's really erudite. He's incredibly intelligent. And in many ways, this podcast is completely fucking pointless because talking about him is insane when you know he can speak for himself so (laughs) brilliantly if you just go onto YouTube and,
0: yeah. (laughs) Very good point. Yeah, Yeah, Um... I
2: I I
1: did the same, David, and had a look Mm -hmm. at a few interviews um, that were online, and there was one... Looked, I think it was a few more years older than the one you were saying he had a kind of mm-hmm. country and western shirt on and these long yeah. hair and all that and mm-hmm. yeah you're right it's that common kind of and, and then the, the interviewer was kind of bumming him up about the soft boys mm-hmm. and he was really really downplaying it and kind of mm-hmm. you know just I think he was saying about how people that were like the records kind of disappeared wherever they went, over in the States, and then it was kind of college boys and what, what they were buying it. Did you mm. see that one? Yeah, I think it was the uh, same one we were watching it. Was it the same one? Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, he it was, it was, it was, it was, it wasn't what I thought he was going to be like after listening to the album. Exactly
0: first. the same, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I, I expected more of a a sort of wide boy, slightly. you know, yeah, maybe someone that was a bit... Kinda, weird. Yeah. Yeah, although uh, yeah. although lyrically there's a, I mean you can lyrically there's and, and musically there's tons of intelligence and, and but I thought he'd just be uh, maybe a bit of a kind of yeah yeah whatever man type of guy you know right. um and to, to 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 hear him being the way he is you know and um, what I thought thought was interesting in that interview is he said that um they would get Rolling Stone sent over like imports from uh, of Rolling Stone sent over you know when he was a kid and I think I think he says you know when he was fifteen he was seeing all these stories about like, Jim Morrison and all these people and and um he says I was about 15 and then I just stayed 15 forever. I never, just that I've just never lost that whole of all those, those situations, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't stopped being Robin Hitchcock. That's for sure. Mm -hmm. I
2: mean, if you, if you were to listen to his latest album right after you listen to underwater moonlight, you, there's no sort of like, Oh, he's gone on a different, he's gone on a different way. Mm -hmm. It's, it's one thousand percent the same guy. His yeah. musical taste when he was young—that's what he likes, and yeah. he, do- you know, which which sort of it makes me sort of feel. It makes me feel better now when I look at certain bands that I think haven't particularly changed. Because even though Robin Hitch- mm. Hitchcock hasn't particularly changed, there are a lot of changes. Like for instance, um, like he really got into being a proper indie um, band uh, sort of structure. Mm uh in in the 80s uh and you know and he did definitely tried for mainstream success in the 90s Mm -hmm. um like because you know because he was very much um he he got a record deal with warner brothers and i'm assuming Ah. i'm maybe i mean i think this is a really fair guess i think it's because rem signed at the time the biggest record deal um ever -hmm. Uh, To Warner Brothers, and I reckon part of the contract was we want Robin Hitchcock as well. (laughs) Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah, because it's too much of a coincidence that you know it happened at the same time, and they're so incredibly intrinsically linked, as as I'm sure we'll discuss. Mm -hmm. But but even then, after that, like he's he delved into country, but but if country is yeah, it's country's not exactly like the spiky indie stuff that he was doing in the eighties. But if you listen to Underwater Moonlight it's still stuff. It sounds like the birds, which are of course, yeah, completely absolutely. influenced by country. You know, you can see, you can see his record mm-hmm. collection when he was 18 is still what's pushing <laughs> him forward. Oh, that's <laughs>
0: interesting. Yeah. So the what musical, I'm saying yeah. is
2: when I, when I hear the, the new Iron Maiden album, or I go to see Judas Priest or whatever, and I know they're just doing the same thing. Well, do you know what? Maybe they still like all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, yeah. I don't judge them quite so yeah, harshly. Yeah. And like you know, Oh, I hope it's not going to be retreading. I hope it is retreading. They fucking yeah, love that. I want, that. To, I want to, to see it. them loving yeah. it. Yeah,
0: yeah. Nah, uh, good point. Good point. Well, I suppose you know you mentioned like Judas Priest, Iron Maiden, and things. I was I was talking to Lucy. Um, I don't know what it was. It was uh, it was offline um, about yourself, Michael. And I says Michael's like the guy that's probably in between both of us. He he, he probably likes a lot of stuff that you like and yeah. a lot of stuff that I like, and you know. So it's quite interesting that you're actually um, on this and this on this show. Well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what happened to me, David. Um, that that bloody London happened to me
2: because I was happy <laughs> in my little tiny North Irish world, living in Newtonards, where heavy metal was like no one liked heavy metal. So therefore, I liked heavy metal because that was <laughs> the insular. Technically, I was uh, an insular indie kid. I just didn't really like indie music. I liked heavy metal. Yeah. And then once once I moved to London. That was that's, that. That's that. I, I saw other things. Whoa, the lights and the sound of London. Yeah. And now they all changed. So, but I tell you one thing I will never, ever, ever regret my 80s metal love because I think there's something about us talking about the soft boys here. Or, like the other night, I went to see um, a band called Lycan. Uh, slow and they're just this brilliant Scottish indie band, mm-hmm. and I go, do you know what? I love this band so much, but fuck me! It, it's I looked around and I just saw all the you know, you know the 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 the, the men my age, you know, <laughs> stroking their beards, go, oh yeah, man, you know the intricacies, and I, I bet they've never fucking even heard Last and Line by Dio, so therefore they haven't <laughs> fucking got a record collection, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Ah, yeah, yeah, I, I like that. Mm. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, no, that's excellent. Um, so I suppose, uh, Michael. Before I suppose we, um, Lucy, I'm going to get your thoughts on like your general kind of overview of the, you know, what you thought of the album. Then, we'll obviously, we'll break it down. But, um, but Michael, I suppose um, you talking about music. You, this is one thing I'm, I've been meaning to ask you. Any time we've, we've, we've spoken on previous podcasts, um, you did the backstage thing for the the. European music, it was MTV music. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. a long time ago. Yeah. When, yeah. when was that? And, and who did you speak like to? 2000, 2006, I like did right. 2006
2: and 2007, I think. Hmm. And um, so I co hosted both backstage shows. Uh, the first year I co hosted it with Skin from Skunk and Nancy. Ah, excellent. Uh, yeah, she was brilliant fun and really good laugh. And I have not seen her since. Oh, <laughs> she never called you. No. And do you know what? I, I I walked past her once and I went, Am I going to say something? Oh, nah, no, leave it. Leave it. Um,
1: she she uh, married like a, a tycoon, didn't she? Like a daughter of a tycoon, a Texas did she? billionaire, I, th- I think.
2: Did she? Uh, uh, well, good. You, good I, you for know, for I love her. an anecdote,
1: so her. I don't know if it, if it went well or what, but that, that seems to be the thing that sticks okay. in my mind. And then she went on to be in the mass singer, didn't she?
3: Did she?
1: You could tell her idea. a mile off. I think she was a big hmm. duck or a big something You're like
0: sure? that. <laughs> Actually, just you a quick side note um, her, her song on Iomi's solo album is one of my favourites on that, that she sings on.
1: Oh, is it? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah.
0: That's really, really cool.
1: Story but then team. the second
0: the second year I did it, I um, I co-hosted it with Juliet
2: Lewis. Really?
1: I'm a massive uh, PJ Harvey fan, and she did a song mm. in a in a in a weird, weird um a movie, and she sung one of Polly Harvey songs on it. It was bizarre. Yeah. Sure. Juliet Lewis.
2: Yeah, and she was brilliant as well. And I was very nervous about sort of um I I thought she would have been weird and like a Mm. bit of a pain in the arse and she wasn't at all. Uh, she was also really good fun. And I hung out with her band, The Licks and The Licks were, well, in in particular, the guitarist, that's terrible. I can't remember his name, but he is probably the most rock star person I've ever, ever had spent any amount of time with. And we went into Copenhagen one night and, uh, and he said, have you got any cash on you? And I went, no, I haven't got any cash. And he had no cash. I just think, keep in mind, 2006, you know how about 10 years ago, still our debit cards didn't quite work abroad. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So so right, and right, he went, oh, well, how are we going to get any booze? I'm like, well, I don't know. We'll, we'll try and get cash for shit. And he went, no, that'll cost money. He went, let's just go into this bar. And he pointed to this bar. And as he walked in, he took off his jacket and then took off his T-shirt and just walked into the bar, me right behind him, and he just walked up to like a group of women, maybe five women, and he just went, hey, how you doing? Said his name, right? Any chance you guys could buy me a drink? And they fucking fell at him. <laughs> they just went, oh, my God, yes, we will buy you as many drinks as you want. And there, there I was behind him going, yeah, I'll, I'll have a beer. Yeah. <laughs> Superb. Don't worry, my top staying on.
3: Don't worry.
0: <laughs> Excellent. So, I mean, who who were you interviewing and stuff? Were you were you chatting to the, like the, the people up for awards and things like that? Well, yeah, it was
2: all that stuff. So, here's the thing: um, the the very first person on the first EMAs that I interviewed, first person, first band was Coldplay. And when when I was lining up, like I'd never interviewed anyone, never mind a band before, mm-hmm. and uh, and. I said to them, look, look, I'll be honest with you, I've never done this before, so we'll just have to see how it goes. Then it went live, you know, onto the feed. And went, hey, here I am with Coldplay, blah, 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 blah. Fucking Coldplay. Couldn't really, wasn't allowed to call them fucking Coldplay. <laughs> but I wanted to. And um, uh, and then one of, one of the bands uh, noticed that my, because I'm holding a mic, that noticed my hand was shaking. And just went, oh, and he just went, oh, my God, this really is your very first interview, isn't it? And I went, yeah, it is. And they went, yeah, I can tell because you're handshake. And I'm like, oh, don't worry about that. I'm not nervous about talking to you. Just before uh, this interview started, I was literally just told the next band I'm speaking to is Madonna. <laughs> went, Do you think you're even fucking on my mind right now? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing <laughs> you say is going in here. So. Wow.
1: That's it. Did
2: you interview
1: Madonna?
2: No. Oh. My oh. God. I, you ready for this? I was, uh, not only was I last second then, told I, I wasn't going to be doing the interview. Um, Madonna's people insisted that we all leave the room. And, oh. I, and I didn't leave the room. I, and, I, <laughs> and I stood beside her. I stood right beside her. Like, and we were like, hello, hello, how are you? Yeah, fine, how are you? I'm, I'm having a conversation with Madonna no matter what. Yeah, so I had a sense. I had a chat with Madonna rather than an interview with Madonna. Was
1: there a whole aura around her? Was there a whole Yeah,
2: yeah. She, yeah. she she's the most famous person that I'll, I will ever meet. I mean, literally glowing and and when she walked in, you know, like in movies when um someone's playing the part of a famous person in the movie, <laughs> like when they walk into a room, they've got like a hairstylist and people doing their makeup. That was her. She was walking in with everyone detailing her. You know. ah, right, right. Oh, yeah. that
1: I'm glad that's that's not disappointing me that story that's everything I want to hear yeah. about Madonna I want to hear <laughs> yeah. you know that she is getting poked and prodded and everything is just coming it's in exactly and that she's I'm... got a massive atmosphere and aura around her, eh? yeah
0: yeah
2: yeah
1: I like that <laughs>
0: <laughs> excellent well uh let's get back to the soft boys then so let's see, let's see. the album um I'm I'm assuming you've been. It's probably maybe about the last couple of weeks we've been digesting this yeah. album, maybe.
1: Yeah. So,
0: um, how is it for you?
1: In a nutshell, bizarre. Mm. It is a bit bizarre, eh? Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, um, but not not totally. When I, I fired it on and played it for the first time, it's not. It's not like it's bizarre, unaccessible. You can't. I, I don't. Don't get it. It's nothing like that. It's um. It's just the word you listen. The more I listen to it, the more bizarre I find it. Mm, um, which is, it, it's it's not a bad thing. It's just, um, <laughs> it's just. I mean, it was quite easy to put on and listen to, it and next song and next song. There wasn't any major. What what the hell going on here? But the more I've studied it, the more I listen to it, the more I just think it is kind of wonderfully bizarre. Mm-hmm. So that's it in a nutshell.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think it's... Um, well, what I did what I did wrong when I first listened to it, when I first put it on, <clears throat> it was on uh, Spotify, I think it was, and I didn't realise it was on Shuffle, so it was this uh, expanded version. So oh, yeah, it was like then, 40, 40
1: tracks? Or 40, yeah, oh, I so, so it was like, I, so it was recording. I want to
0: destroy you, come on first, and you're thinking, cool, okay, right, right, I got the vibe, and then there was these kind of really like low kind of recordings, and I'm like, this is fucking crazy, you know, and then I went oh yeah, i have got a fucking shuffle. So I think, can I start again and go back? So, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that like the more I've listened to it, the more, yeah, I, and in some ways you're right, let for me, it, it does get more bizarre because I suppose you're starting to hear certain, certain lyrics and not coming out and you're like, there, there, that's fucking crazy. And, and I've been doing a lot of, is that the line? And then looking up and realizing, yeah, that is the line. <laughs> you know, that kind of stuff. And, um, but, the more I listen to it, it's getting better and better and better every time I listen. To it. And that's kind of the same for all the albums that have been suggested by yourself, Lucy. Every time I listen to it, it's getting better. And this is the same. And this, is, I mean, there's a there's a lot of things to say. This band can play. They can really can play. They 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 are absolutely brilliant at, at what they do uh, musically. I guess what I'm saying is, I think this is an excellent album. I think it's excellent. I, I really, I really, really enjoyed it, especially yesterday and today listening to it. It's just kind of started to solidify for me that I don't like absolutely everything on it. There's, there's, there's one song that I'm still struggling with, but the rest of them, yeah, you know, I can find, I can find a lot of, uh, a lot of things I love it, I love about it. And I think what's, what's, it's just the, the styles are just so, it kind it of, almost, it's a kind of cohesive. You know, um, it, it stands as a piece of work. Kind of, like you were saying about the Faith in the More. I'm not you know, how it's different styles, but it some t- somehow works. This is kind of similar. It's, it's got a, a range of different vibes, but as a piece of music, it seems to kind of work and make sense. And um, we'll get into, I suppose we'll get into that as we talk about the tracks. But yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm really, I don't know what I expected. I probably expected something a bit more garagey overall. And I think it is garagey at times, but it's at the same time, there's, there's, there's chops in there as well. They, they, it's not just like three-chord stuff. These guys can play, you know, and I, that sounds really snobby. I love three-chord stuff, you know, but, you know, these guys can play.
3: Well, imagine
2: imagine the snobbery, though, that must have come out in 19... Well, 1976 is when the band formed. Mm-hmm. They formed as Dennis and the Experts, which I think we'll agree is no better a name than the Soft Boys. They're both shit, shit band names. And um, what a what a weird time to form a band that are influenced by Dylan and the Birds and yeah. basically the Sixties mm. themselves. Nineteen seventy six is not the year to be a band that wants to yeah, play yeah, London yeah, with yeah. your with your mm. folk based mm. jangle. Um, so uh, imagine the snobbery mm. they must have come up against when yeah. they got on stage and could play.
0: Yeah, you know, absolutely
2: you know, it's the it's the against every belief that was happening in 1976. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so like I said, like it's it is a no way a cool album. But but then again, I kind of kind of help kind up and think, well, if you are literally going against absolutely everything and you're good yeah. at it,
1: is that not cool?
3: Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't think I don't totally agree with it being not cool. It is cool. It is cool. And when I when I was listening to this as well, I kept thinking, this was nineteen eighty this came out. Yeah. It's odd. It's so, yeah. so odd, like placing in it where what was kind of going on at the time, like you say, when the foreman in 76 and then this came out like four years later. So they're already quite established as mm-hmm. working together. It is mm-hmm. it is it is odd the fact that this came out in eighty.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: You know, and yeah, what think, it uh,
2: sounds like, absolutely. Yeah. And Robin Hitchcock said, I'm not quite sure if it was at the time, but uh, he said that he just thinks that Underwater Moonlight will be discovered years after. Mm-hmm. I mean, years too late in many ways. And people go, oh, I think this was really big in the 60s. You know? <laughs> <laughs> <So> <laughs> it is hard to believe it was 1980. Until until you look at it a bit more closely, Like, I mean, the the opening track, which I assume we're going to talk about yeah. fairly soon, um i want to destroy you is um it's it is sort of that's the band well robin hitchcock anyway looking at um the very beginnings of thatcherism and the oncoming promise of reaganism mm-hmm. so you know it's um so i mean you're right i don't think there's a single thing in there that suggests 1980s at all except
0: that yeah <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Enough. yeah no no absolutely mm-hmm. I suppose why don't we why don't we start talking about the, the songs then? So as we, we talked about there. So the first song is I Wanna Destroy You. And yeah, this is an opener.
2: <laughs> it's 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 just it's a classic. Yeah. It, to me to me well, do you know what actually sorry Lucy, I want to hear what you have to say. I I already know what I think. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I've, I've had this album on on the go for 30 odd years i want to hear what you think
1: yeah so um yeah I've, first thing i've got the big opener it's catchy i mean yeah. that's one it's well there's a few in this album to be fair but it's uh, um it gets stuck in my head and it's been it, i've been singing it on and off um i have got i we can love the backing vocals that ah, sing that sing uh, "I want to destroy you" because he's just like singing that that like, I want to destroy. You. And then there's like a massive high pitched, ah, like, ah, <laughs> like yeah, 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 loving it. But um, um, and what I like as well is the verses themselves sound like they should be sung quicker, but they're quite slow when it's when it's sung. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm trying to the, does that make sense? Do I need to like. It I think the like I it, think I
2: think the verses are like, more sinister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, that's yeah. a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with
1: the mu- the music and everything that's going on, it sounds like it should be like quicker, quicker, quicker. But it, it takes his time to kind of sing it right over yeah. the music, which is yeah. Which I mean, he, he stretches the, to the sinister maybe.
0: Yeah, and he stretches the words out quite a lot. You know, even just looking at the lights, they No, they tell you you and, and it's kind of like it's, it's kind of like the it's kind of it's all. Broken up and stuff, so it's no, maybe that's that's what you're maybe thinking yeah, of. I don't know, say, that but, kind you know. of
1: speed, yeah. but um, but yeah, I mean, it's I mean, it's a bit of an anthem, isn't it? There's a few, yeah. there's a couple of anthem kind of kind of style in this, but um, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's fun as well. I know you're saying it's like kind of got the Thatcher kind of, but it sounds fun, yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah. Know? Oh, and, I mean, it's a blast, it's an absolute <laughs> blast, yeah, yeah, yeah. and you know, on most anti Thatcher anthems i think were a blast mm, because yeah, yeah. you know we, we want to be jumping up and down together going yeah fuck thatcher you know yeah yeah yeah
1: there's so, a ridiculousness about it as well like a lot of, mm. the kind of thatcher kind of in there because it's a sure, caricature yeah. kind of maybe, maybe me yeah. but
0: um yeah there is there is a bit of ridiculousness oh, to- there okay so I know. there we go, <laughs>
1: there we go. <laughs> wow i think that's the first name i've ever been called i'm gonna go with it <laughs> and um,
2: kind of congratulate you both on not using the word punk to describe this song, because um, I think that was the thing. They sort of thought, well, punk's long dead. I mean, by 1980, it's been yeah, dead yeah. technically for three years. Um, uh, it only lasted a fortnight. and um, <laughs> uh, But I think sort of like people reviews generally of this album uh, because you know it's it's re-released every like five years or something i don't know what i mean like and uh, oh of course the punk anthem i want to say yeah sure it's punk if if the beach boys did punk yeah yeah (laughs) yeah you know because the harmonies are you know the harmonies they're not the harmonies don't quite harmonize but Mm -hmm. that's
0: but it's it's but they're the most important part of the song definitely and it's, it's yeah. like a really blocky you know yeah. really thick sound you know um yeah. and and the way it starts it it it, it kind of reminds me almost like an up up-tem, uptempo heroes because it because it starts like it's got that guitar going it's almost like heroes but it's, it's almost like i don't know if it's the same scale or whatever but um that kind of that hit me today um but i mean the i mean the, i love the line if you want to fight you're just dying to, dying to get killed i mean that, that that's yeah. love that line you know i just and looking at the lyrics itself yeah you you know as you said michael you know what what was to come and you know they're waiting for it all to to go to shit basically you know and um yeah yeah you know but it's it's uh the bit the chorus itself i mean i just can't say enough about it it's it's just that's the it just really really i think consolidates i think it's a great song
2: i think matthew seligman the bass player said at the time because they were wondering outside um alaska studios where it was mm-hmm. mostly recorded in waterloo london and uh they, i think him and robin hitchcock went for a wander and they were talking about reagan and they were talking about thatcher mm-hmm. and matthew seligman said uh, well it doesn't matter if we all die we've made a brilliant
0: album <laughs> <laughs> excellent yeah that <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, because I was looking at the studios and that, and um, Lucille we'll just roll our eyes at this because um, it's not hard world. But I was looking at the studios and I noticed um, that some of it was recorded in Space World in Cambridge, where Iron Maiden recorded the Soundhouse tapes. I thought that was quite funny. Yeah, well, um, here's the thing: um, uh, they,
2: they, the Soft Boys recorded an album, or maybe chunks of an album that that still to this day has not seen. Mm. We've seen none of it. Um, I think it was 1978 they did uh, an album at Rockfield Studios oh, and they right, were recording right. at the same time Rush were recording. <laughs> That's super. So I quite like the idea of Rush and yeah. the soft
0: boys sort of hanging out. <laughs> Collaborating. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, well, I suppose they went, They went. you know, maybe maybe they heard a little bit of it. They went a bit more kind of like new wavy and all that after that. So maybe there was some influence or something. Yeah, like maybe, know. you
3: know.
0: <laughs> um, but yeah, great opener. I think it really it, it sets things up. I say it sets things up, but it doesn't set things up because this is what you're going to get. You get something, something yeah. sort of different, you know. So um, Kingdom of Love. So Lucy, I'll come back to yourself.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um... The most that I've got on this one is I mean it starts starched nice with the guitars and everything, but all I can think for this song is I hate the lines about the insects. Honestly, that what that tells mm. me, I'm like first time I listen to it, I'm like, I'm like scratching my face. I'm like, oh fuck, I don't like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, what's it so you've been laying insects and you've been hatching you e- you e- under my skin. Yeah. Under my skin. Mm. Uh, now they've been hatching under my chin. My
2: chin, yeah.
1: Yeah, now there's tiny, tiny insects showing through and all of the tiny insects looks like you. Oh, I don't like that.
2: I don't <laughs> well, like that. Then, then you are not in for a comfortable ride with Robin Hitchcock. He's obsessed <laughs> with insects. Is <so>. he? Is it, <laughs> Is it
1: a, a reoccurring thing? Well, he's obsessed
2: with sex, you see, and I think he mm-hmm. thinks of insects as just being... Constantly banging and Aye, constantly, right. yeah, procreating. So I think he sort of thinks. I think anytime you hear anything about insects, what he means is sex.
1: Right, <laughs> ah, right. right, right. Um. See, I need to, this to be told to me for that. Like any, is if. Well, David, all kind of thing on the area or other podcast. I need to be told really obviously when it's something to do with porno or drugs or shit or, or anything right. like that. I just need to be told. So now oh, I know. sex means sex.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: And <laughs> know. Don't worry. There's very
2: little feces in this album,
3: but uh, <laughs> there
0: there is lots of sex. <laughs> right. Uh, Is yeah. the way the way this one starts off? Um, it's got that kind of. It's like the doors. I think for me, it sounds a bit like the doors at the at the start. Um, but the one thing, it, it appears this guitar break it's after the first chorus. <silence> that one, I fucking love that guitar. That mm. guitar break, and and they do it after they do something different after the second chorus. It's something that's like a variation of it. But they come back to that one closer to the end, and I just I just think it's like such a. Such a, a great line, but a great uh yeah, great uh riff. But the <laughs> I like the one uh just to have a butchers at your face. Oh, yeah,
3: yeah, it's <laughs> it's it is, it is
2: brilliant. It's a um I, I can't quite remember the lyrics but I would ramble all through time and space just to have it's a good, butcher's at your, at your face. But here <laughs> but here's the thing: because because this album didn't take off at the time, or indeed since um <laughs> but it but it fell into the hands it fell into the right hands you know mm-hmm. uh, lucy i think i think this is probably probably appealing to you in as much as it's very similar to the velvet underground and nico it fell into the right hands whoever heard it formed a band sort of thing mm-hmm. and that's you know rem's uh, you know this influence on rem is clear yeah, as day to me yeah uh, absolutely yeah i mean it's huge uh, uh same with Pixies and and Yola Tango, loads of American mm-hmm. indie bands that came up in the 80s. But when you listen to that lyric, what must they possibly have thought just to have a butcher at her face will go? Oh, so he's gonna like stab her in the face.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah. what
3: what yeah, what
2: yeah. else could
0: they possibly have thought? Yeah,
2: uh, yeah,
1: it's obvious to us, but yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. because yeah. uh, that's the yeah. thing, it's like a bit, a bit, yeah, because if it if it does look it just with a. The are them. It also looks yeah. only one syllable. Butchers. If you get the two syllables there, I think it's you know. I mm. wonder if they tried looking. No, it's not quite working. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I love that. Um, um, I just remembered a quick fact that I think is important to put
2: in here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sadly, I didn't say it earlier. And it is about I want to destroy you. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of fairly decent covers of um I want to destroy you, and one of them, and I think they're all worth listening mm-hmm. to. One of them's by Uncle Tupelo. Do you know Uncle Tupelo? They were the band that sort of eventually, uh, in one way or the other, became Wilco. Oh, right,
0: um, right. No, I'm and, not aware
2: of that. And I'll be honest, yeah, I could take or leave that band. I don't, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. They're, they're not top of my list at all. Uh, but people really love Wilco. Um, but the other one is a duet uh, between the Circle Jerks
0: and Debbie Gibson. It's interesting, yeah, because when I was I was looking up the lyrics for the, the song, um, you know, your, your searches came up against your suggestions and Circle Jerks was next to it. And I thought, oh, yeah. he, he, he clearly must have covered it, but I had no idea Debbie yeah. Gibson was involved as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Debbie Gibson's in that. Get <laughs> Tiffany in Discharge or
2: something, you know, doing yeah. that. So like, <laughs> and And you know what? Robin Hitchcock um, posted... Uh, like, uh, I think it was supposed to a, a a video of him playing I Want to Destroy You solo acoustic. Oh, right. And s- someone commented, just went, this is a bullshit version. Uh, the original by the Circle Jerks is amazing. And he's like, oh, oh Jesus really? fucking Christ, man. <laughs> fucking <God. laughs>
0: Jesus Yeah. Fuck's sake. Yeah. Oh, ah, it happens. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, back to Kingdom of Love. Hi, <laughs> anything more on Kingdom of
1: Love?
2: I think well,
1: other... Sorry, can I just... I'll jump yeah, absolutely, it. The please. only thing I love is, see the... The else in this is... See the kind of question and answer guitar lyric stuff in the 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 verse, you know, that mm-hmm. you know, he kind of sings and then it's like... You know, the, the yeah. music comes its cool way. I like that.
0: I think a lot of this, yeah, there's this kind of licks in this. I mean... It was reminding me of, uh, you know, Marquee Moon as well. You know the way the angular guitars and stuff, and they kind of, you know, yeah. there was this kind of some some similarity as well. Which, which again, I think that's the thing for me now. It's it's listening to this album, listening to like Marquee Moon and things. Like, although they're, they're two different albums, don't get me wrong. But um, I think that more angular guitar, I'm just getting starting to get really into now. That really kind of, like just slightly driven, but it's, but it's really kind of picked out and and I just. Want to play that style now? <laughs> I probably can, yeah. and I probably, but to have a go at it, I think uh, would be really. If I wasn't such a lazy bastard, then not playing my guitar most of the time. So, but yeah, positive vibrations. Next, so we'll mm. see. I'll come back to you. Yeah, I
1: mean, it's a feel good, isn't it? I mean, it's singing positive vibrations, but it
3: sounds it. Like,
1: a, eh? it sounds it's <laughs> yeah. pretty upbeat. Uh, gutted if it wasn't but <laughs> this is the one that's got the sitar and everything that starts kind of
0: that's right
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, you in um my favorite bit in this song is towards the end where it starts going you know it's it starts singing vibrations but it takes it it's like vibrations and then it takes ages vibrate and then it's like vibrations it gets faster and faster yeah. mm-hmm. i mean it's um um it's just a happy it was like a
0: proper happy song for me on this album. Hey, it was it was mm-hmm. a walking song. It was a, so, um, yeah, all good. I, th- I think there's this, and there's another one later on, I think, I think it's in my notes, where, can, I think you were kind of alluding to this, Michael, at the start, where this this band could have been a really catchy, I don't know, alternative indie band, whatever, if, they, if they'd stuck to these kind of things, because they, they've clearly got the, you know, the, you know they can write great melodies they can they can actually compose quite pop sensibility songs and Mm -hmm. and things like that so they could have if they really wanted to just probably just go let's just make a bunch of let's make 10 songs that are reasonably accessible and we'll probably have a top 10 album you know and it's obviously Mm -hmm. just decided no we're going to make the album that's actually that means something to us you know which i just love and for that reason it, it it could be, I guess I'm kind of contradicting myself possibly here. This song has been in my, my head for about a week. I've, just, I've been waking it up and positive. It's been in my head. So I've not been able to get it out of my head. Um, And the thing is, I don't know if I like it. <laughs> that was
2: a good punchline. That was good. That was good. That was well worth the wait. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's uh, well, I think it's wonderful, obviously. Um, is it the best song on the album of course it's not mm-hmm. but um i think but i think this is an album that you know if you take if you take a lot of the songs out of the album and put them alone maybe they don't stand s- as strongly as they do together mm, um, interesting. and i think and i think this is one of them but you know it's to to uh, to quote your other podcast if it, it is what it is in as much as it's it's their influences again. It's it's for, it's quite Beatlesy, in as much yeah. as they want something to be a bit, maybe not comical, but certainly endearingly English and charming. Sure, you know, um, and but but it's also got the sitar on it, and that's not a fucking coincidence, is it? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. You know, um, so so you know, it's basically we've had. We've had pop. We've had pop that that quite possibly you could say is what's happening in new wave anyway. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that yeah, that, yeah. Op- that opened the album. Yeah. Then we got Sid Barrett clearly on Kingdom of Love. Yeah, and now we've got the Beatles, and we're yeah. gonna have them all several times over.
0: As yeah, as yeah, resolve. and then and yeah, in different ways. Yeah,
1: I see. I see what you're saying about the kind of charm this of the song. I, I also think as well that. At, at the right, at the right time, at the right with the right person singing it, or what? This this is mm. could be a number one hit. Eh? It's, there's a few of them that oh, look oh, like that, that, where it's yeah. that. Um, yeah, if a different time, different place, or what? It's um, they're, they're, they're a smash. Mm. You know, there's a few of them like that on this album.
0: And, and that's the thing. When I listen to this song, do you know? When you see like those, those show episodes of Top of the Pops too and stuff, I could just see them on stage and Top of the Pops playing this. You know, with the old kind of yeah. like 1980 lights and stuff, you know, and I'm just kind of bouncing yeah. about and, you know, I, I, and I, I don't know if that's what put me off as well. I don't know why. I mean, because I, I love a lot of that old footage and, you know, even if it's bands, I'm not necessarily into it, yeah. You know, there's, there's there's a charm to it all and all that, but I, I don't know I don't. It's just not it's not got its, it's claws into me necessarily, and it's probably because I'm a miserable bastard and it's too happy. I don't know, maybe. I don't know. It's oh, it's positive. not too happy.
2: That it's not too happy though. It's very sarcastic. Yeah, well, well I, I was going to, I mean, when I was actually looking at the
0: lyrics. Yeah, because that was the one thing I thought I, this won't be. Hmm. This this probably won't be as as on the nose like positive oh, nah. as as it's making itself sound. And yeah, sure, sure enough reading the lyrics it was that but i think musically and melodically it's very uplifting and yeah and and I, I don't know if i don't know if maybe i just maybe in a week's time when i listen to it it'll just it'll be what i need i don't know um but it's well crafted i mean there's absolutely no doubt this song is well crafted and and um it's got all the it's as you said it it's all the kind of it ticks all the boxes to have, to have been a massive hit you know um right. at the time but was this the Was there any singles that come out of this, uh, Michael? Or was it just kind of? Um, I want to destroy you, which I don't know why I'm holding up because no one's going to say it. I want to
2: destroy <laughs> you. I have it here on seven inch. Uh, was the single, and I, I might be wrong about this, but I think Kingdom of Love appeared on an EP, right? Right. Uh, but I think I think it might have been a bit later, and it just it came out for this for the sake of it. You know, I mean, it yeah. was. And that they had long split up, you know. Mm-hmm. Ah right, think, okay. Yeah, uh, yeah, it came out.
0: Yeah. I think maybe this is um just on this song, I think it's maybe the first time where I thought it's it's not different enough. You know, I think the first two kind of kind of it is although there's familiarity in the first two, you mm-hmm. can yeah, you're obviously talking about the Beatles and, and Barrett and things like that. Um, but I don't know, I I felt this is maybe just too similar to a lot of other things that maybe were around at that time for for to my years, enemy anyway, certainly, um, as well. But at the same time, again, I, I just can't, I can't, I can't deny how well it's well it's been put together and, and and actually produced as well. To be fair,
2: yeah, and actually, the production I think needs to be addressed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's coming down. Yeah, yeah. So, so the the uh, production's really interesting. Mm-hmm. It's mainly produced by Pat Collier, who owns uh, Alaska Studios. And I get the feeling, and most of his production, and I have no proof of this, but I get the feeling it is a bit sort of, well, I've pressed record, and, <laughs> yeah. uh, and i a couple of mates in the in the room. But, and- <laughs> but I think I I think he might have he might have had a bit more now than than maybe I'm giving him credit for, because I think a lot of that stuff um, sounds so brilliant recorded yeah. on four track. Mm-hmm. that it's like freaking hell it's amazing they managed to get all of that into a full track yeah, recording good, you know yeah
0: good point yeah. and um i mean yeah. i mean I, overall the i mean i have to say the i'm not I'm, i've not got a problem with the production i think yeah i think, I think it's overall good. it's I, I do like it i prefer it, mm-hmm. prefer it this way then you know it's still cliche everyone says the same thing you, you wouldn't want to over polish or anything but um mm-hmm. but there's, there's i've actually got a few points about the the sounds um later on in some other songs production wise so And it's uh, the album did cost the album cost six hundred quid. So yeah, I read that. That's
1: wild.
0: That is wild. Uh. So it's that for inflation, That's probably about two grand or something. If if that, you know, you know. So you know what? I I I I would. I'll make
2: this. I'll make this pledge right now. I'll pay two grand to get the next Soft Boys album. I'll pay
3: pay two grand.
0: (laughs) Excellent. Um,
2: I got the hots. There we go it's about
0: sex I'll let you know that <laughs> <laughs> you did say you wanted to know this so
1: yeah thank you yeah um, yeah. yeah I think this is my favourite one of my favourite top two favourite on the album eh yeah oh brilliant it's say um, I love the kind of there's a the sleaziness to eh mm-hmm. see that yeah you know right at the start. Of <laughs> yeah, I was I was just gutted that that, that kind of didn't go through the whole song because it only kind of goes at the start, eh? Uh, and then of course it starts with ah and that hmm doesn't it? Yep.
3: <laughs> mm, <you know? laughs>
1: it's always good, eh? Uh, with a kind of bluesy riff, you know, mm-hmm. you No, know, kind of um, just sounds lazy. Eh? And the contrast between the two kind of ways he style uh, the ways he sings. With the kind of talking at the start, and then the kind of more lush kind of, it's like it goes into the the kind of chorus. Oh,
0: yeah, sort of looking out in a crystal world. Bit yeah,
3: and stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah, kind
1: of yeah. see if you don't listen to the lyrics or you don't pick up on it, it, it sounds kind of um. I don't know how to des- describe it. I honestly thought like it could sound a bit Brit poppy. Like, what Britpop like, and That's what I was honestly thinking. It's kind of that.
2: I mean, it um, comes from the same world. It comes okay. from exactly the same world. You know, all Britpop bands were looking backwards and they yeah, were all absolutely. looking at the 60s. So, you know, yeah. yeah.
1: So Makes can sense. See, yeah. Um, but yeah, I love love his vocals on this one. Mm-hmm. They just sound, I love the difference between, like I said, the speaker and then the back and a chorus, but that, yeah, looking out on a crystal world, um, floating currents of human eyes. Um, bacon land under the creamy skies. I thought it was, was cracking, eh? Yeah. Absolutely cracking. So, um, yeah, that's my first
2: first thoughts. Anyway. I Honestly, at the moment, I know, I know we're, we'll probably get more critical as we go on, but at the moment, I feel like you've just come round and said that my newborn baby is beautiful. So...
1: <laughs> oh, it's a, it is beautiful. <laughs>
0: Uh, I mean, it's fucking mental. It? That song. Um, oh, my newborn baby. Yeah, it's mental. <laughs> fucking mental. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, but it's, it, I know I love it. I think it sounds excellent. And um, but but the, you know the the the, you know, the first lines said the dentures to the peach, which I oh no idea that. what he's on
1: about.
0: Said, no, no. s- said the tide said the fell to the bleach. So I get that. You know the you know dentures to the peach. You know the spike it's to like, the tomato, but the curry to the
1: curry. Curry to the corpse, eh?
0: Uh, maybe I'm just not red enough to understand that, but uh but like it. Who who knows what that man's into? <laughs> but whatever it is, he's got the hots for it. <laughs> um
1: This was something I was gonna ask you, Michael. Like we um I mean David described you as light entertainment at the start. Like how sure, much sure. about I am comedy, light
2: entertainment. <laughs>
1: yeah. How much does comedy matter for you because in music, because a few of the albums that we've been listening to, we would say are funny. They're funny lyrics. Yeah. yeah this is
2: important. Yeah.
1: This is where it's like I'm listening to this in particular. There's a couple maybe later on as well, but where I'm going, This is funny, is it not? Am I like am I supposed to be laughing at this? The current of the corpse and I think you, you know? know I
2: think you are supposed to be, but I mean the great thing is, I mean, with with the bands that we like, I think we can, you know, we can narrow it down to that. Is that they do use humor, you know, uh, um, uh, but it doesn't detract from the song. It's there's no. such a big difference as we know between a song that uses humor and a funny song because a funny song you can listen to once, yeah, and yeah. then yeah. And, and that's that over, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, it, it's like a lot of my favorite band. I mean, Ween are a, um a band that I absolutely directly have, I've not lifted any of their stuff, but Mm. I've lifted their idea. And the idea is that, is that whatever it is you're writing about, it looks like you're writing about something else. Mm. So it it has to, it, it has to sort of, You know, it's like the the last solo show I did. I actually, in a weird way, sort of really liked that people went, "Oh, I really like that show that you did about Iggy Pop." It's not about Iggy Pop, but (laughs) but I'm I'm glad that people people that that's it. That's what I want. Sure, they remember it that way. Yeah, yeah, Um, but it wasn't. It was about uh, the bastard English. Uh, That's what (laughs) it was about.
0: (laughs) Certainly was I.
1: Wait,
0: how do I get uh, hold of this? This is. This sounds like something
2: I might be into. Um, oh, I, we I, we, ITVX, we know got yeah, yeah, IT, yes. The idiot is widely, the idiot, my solo show, is widely available <laughs> on ITVX. Yeah. Um, it's not against the English. It's against Brexit voters. There is. I obviously difference. didn't get although it, barely. I
1: started <laughs> watching. Yeah, yeah, the idiot. And then I laughed oh, so you, much. Right, right. Yeah, I did, and I laughed so much at the vaping joke.
0: Oh, I
2: can't then, remember that.
1: Yeah, you said this.
0: Was that another comedian you were watching? <laughs> yeah, no, I could not
1: You said that your man, but when it happens, it's like watching somebody vape from fifteen feet away. Oh life. yeah, Oh, right. I believe what Lucy
2: <laughs> is trying to say is that. When you get to a certain age and you're gentlemen, gentleman, <laughs> masturbating is a lot dustier than it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
1: Yes. But, um, but yes. Yeah, <laughs> so
0: i have to
2: finish it.
1: Mm-hmm. Fair enough. <laughs>
0: oh. <laughs> got it. That's all right.
1: All right. No need to apologise. Like.
0: Well, I'm saying, I mean, Michael... I mean, if we're going to
2: have that conversation, it's perfect during I've got the hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. The right
0: time for it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I mean, like, would you care for a lump of steak? You know, mm. or a piece of hake?
2: I mean, you know that will be that'll be a schoolboy joke. It yeah, will be. Yeah, it, yeah, it is literally, like, yeah, yeah. It's literally meat or fish. You know, it's not that confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. All right. <laughs> or another know. take. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that'll but... be the bum. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> uh. But the whole yes. um, said the vicar to the waitress, mm. "The best thing about you is your waist." <laughs> she laughed. A laugh mm. that echoed round a fortress. Wait till you see the statues in my bathroom. I, I don't know what that means. Ah, uh, see it, the see the fortress. Toys? I don't know.
1: <laughs> see the laugh round the fortress. That's a great line.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Honestly, that's a great line. I, I do. I love that one. What does it
0: mean to you, <laughs> Lucy?
1: I don't know, but it just sounds great. Just sounds good. I, feel like a, I can hear it. Aye, yeah, aye, I can see hear it or what? I don't. I don't get the statues
2: in the bathroom or what. But. But he, well, even though even you should see the statues in my bathroom. That is a bit sort of like, oh really? Oh, you should come upstairs and see my etchings. I mean, it's that sort of <laughs> creepy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, of course. Oh, God, that <laughs> sounds really interesting. Yeah, you got statues <laughs> in your bathroom. Yeah, I do.
0: <laughs> yeah, I suppose vicar statues religion. No, that'd be more Catholic, I think it's not Catholic. It's... Catholics are more in no. their statues, aren't they? Yeah. yeah, they love them. Yeah. But yeah, no, I I, I, I like this a lot. And um, the the noisy guitar run at the end, but it just starts going, just kind of really ramping up. Yeah. And the bass is just in the background, just rumbling away. And it, it just, but it, this is the one when we were talking about the production, I love the drum sound on this. It's just so thick. And, and you know, so it's a I, great. Great rhythm
2: section, genuine, oh, really generally. Generally, the yeah. uh, the Soft Boys, yeah, Matthew Seligman and drummer
0: Morris uh, Windsor, just phenomenal. Superb, uh, yeah. I mean, because yeah. even the even the way, um, sorry, is it Morris the the drummer? Sorry, yeah, Morris Windsor. Morris, yeah. Right, because um, with with the riff, do, 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 do. Uh, the way the way kind of locks in with that mm. is really because it because I mean most. Most drummers might just go, just lock in my normal four four or something, just play along, and but he he kind of syn- yeah. syncopated with the riff and stuff, which I think is just just great. It's a great sound. Um, but no, I, I this is one of my favorites as well. Let's I, I agree with you. Yeah, that. and yeah.
1: I, the, the the drums, a particular literally picked it up on the, at the end at the outro. How hmm. good the drums sound with the kind of like snare drums going at the end. Of, yeah, it yeah, sounds sounds excellent, eh?
0: But I, I just love that this is fucking off the wall, and they just don't give a fuck. They just want to, they just want to write a song like this, and they, yeah. they do it. Yeah, you know, there's no, there's, you know, you can tell that they're not sat about when I can really do this. Ah, maybe we could, maybe we should write some more mainstream lyrics, or maybe we should can add, you know musically maybe we well, should straighten out a little bit more or whatever you know they've just went this yeah. is, it's this not is, what this it's great. not what
2: their it's not what their heroes would have done it's not what their influences yeah, should sure. have done it's not what bowie would have done because mm-hmm. bowie bowie's albums were like whatever happened whatever the previous track is this next track is not going to be like that you know it's, yeah yeah and they yeah they you know and the same with the beatles i mean those you know those are the big ones that they constantly look to so mm-hmm. yeah it goes Makes away sure. saying they're always gonna mix it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'm insanely jealous of you as next. Yeah.
3: Mm.
1: Yeah, this changes up quite a bit. This is a change again in this, isn't it? Where it's um um it's that kind of it's almost unhinged. <laughs> it's been to either. Yeah,
3: yeah.
1: Um and his vocals aren't quite in time, are they with a the way it's kind of sung it's kind of it's spoken kind of intense kind of mm-hmm. a bit kind of manicky um uh, especially when it gets to the wet end but um and then there's the kind of bass just all the way through it a eh, that walking bass all the way through which um just adds to I suppose the t- intensity of it but um i mean some of the lyrics in this one are good some of the lyrics you know um that whole end but where it's just I'm insanely jealous of and then it just lists all the things that he's Mm. jealous of you know um, what's it the jerk in your your head yeah spiders Uh, in your path yeah things in your bed fingers in your gloves a good one you know (laughs) yeah Um, that's
2: that's a great lyric uh, (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: um, yeah but and mother' favourite is if if they can't be rabbits they'll be friends I I got that one
2: Mm -hmm. there we go yeah Yeah,
1: I got that one
2: (laughs) eh? Um, yeah, yeah good
0: Good. Um. Yeah, that's my first thoughts on it. Anyway. Well, there's there's lots of little bits I like in this song. I, it, we, it's weird at the start. It kind of reminds me of like early simple Minds, the way kind of sings that almost like Jim Kerr kind of when they were a bit more avant garde and all that you know. Um. Mm-hmm. But I suppose it's that that period, that era, and stuff. Um. What I, What I really like is um. When they, when he when he sings the the line. Um, no, the damage we do is just so powerfully strong, they call it love. You know, it goes love and it does that week and it of doubles up. But right. see, right after that, it goes love, and there's this brilliant chord right after it, it just goes dang like that, you know, on the guitar. And it does the same, and it goes not long enough, and it goes ding, It just does really, it's just like they'll whack the chords, you know. I, I don't know who, if, if it was if it was Robin or, or whoever it was, it's Roo.
2: Kimberly Rue. Kimberly Rue's the spikier
0: one of spiker the spiker guitar, right? That- okay, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. so yeah, so yeah, brilliant a uh, really brilliant cause. It's, it's just this, those little subtleties, these little, that make the difference, you know, and raise it above, oh, yeah. the, you know, above the, the, the norm, you know? I, I think it's, I think it's, I think Kimberly Rue's guitar playing
2: is what makes the big difference really between the soft boys and anything else Robin Hitchcock's ever done because they, they play well together, but they also seem like they're having an argument. And it's, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, you know, it that works so well with loads of bands, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, and of course, it's, it's you know, it links into their love of musical history, isn't it? I mean, I mean, if they can sound like they're the Kinks without actually being the Kinks. Yeah. Brilliant, yeah. you know?
1: Yeah. The guitars yeah. on this album are excellent, eh? the uh, really it's right, You know, it's right... Up, this is much more right up my street than probably what, like, you would maybe kind of normally be used to day by day, but that kind of broken... Uh, melody driven, like constant throughout the verses and the chorus. You know, that's that's the sort of stuff I love playing and love, you know, faffing um, about with. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, that kind of um, where it's that kind of balance between like really melodic and then, but um,
0: really angular and kind of yeah, almost yeah. like jaggy yeah. sounding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
1: mm. um, you know, that's right up my street. So, um, yeah. so aye.
0: And you'll need to get me show me some licks on the guitar, let see, so I can start
1: I can playing. When, <laughs> while,
0: while, we're, while we're on the
2: subject, though, of Kimberly Rue, the guitarist, do you know, uh, he's, he is the, the most uh, successful soft boy um, because he wrote a song that has made him a fortune that he never needs to worry about a single thing. Do you so know what he, that song is? So was he,
0: he the guy that enjoyed Katrina on the Waves? He yeah. yeah,
2: he wrote Walking on Sunshine. Which I think you'll agree, doesn't it would sound out of place on this album. Yeah, <laughs> there there'd have been different lyrics,
0: certainly, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: But everyone knows that song. Everyone yeah. knows yeah. that. Absolutely. Tune. And, I mean, mm-hmm. if you're gonna write something like that, <laughs>
3: you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, in my head, have you seen Good Boys, the film? Good Boys, With the wee I kids that they kind of make the, the wee kids. I think they're trying to fly. It's like total schoolboy humour. I think it's hilarious. There's a wee kid in that that's like crying as he's singing in the choir. I'm walking on sunshine, eh? And he's like <laughs> proper right. like tears. His mum and dad are divorcing and all this sort of stuff. And he's just like schoolboy humour or what? And that's the song yeah. that comes on. So <laughs> You'll probably get some good royalties for that as well.
0: For <laughs> <laughs> that, brilliant. Yeah. I mean, is just just the kiss of skulls? Is that the line? Another <laughs> line
3: is
1: it the noise the skull's ki- touch, kissing or something yeah is that what it is yeah, yeah,
0: yeah it, but yeah that's just I, I think that's the thing i, I think we would again um it's kind of like most most of the albums we've covered so far let's say in this podcast it's like the lyrics seem to be all kind of abstract and they're, right, they're yeah. either quite quite obvious or are, are, are just so off the fucking wall You've, you, it could mean anything and it might hey. just be seriously just a bunch of words that sound good hey. um but uh so I, I just genuinely don't know if, if these these lines are they, they genuinely mean something or or it's just they're just they're just lines that's that's come into his head as as, as, we, as he's been writing but um yeah but no lyrically i think it's it's just, it's, it's it's just it's just interesting, you know. Just looking at them, I just that's that's that, but, but the 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 most eloquent thing I can say about it, to be honest. But uh,
2: I think I think you I think I do think you're right. That is that is that those are the, that's the best way to describe his lyrics. I mean, we you know it's it, sometimes it is clear, sometimes it isn't clear, and it doesn't really matter. It <laughs> Doesn't fit the yeah. song. That's what that's what matters, and I bet. I bet half the time you could say to Robin Hitchcock, What does this mean? you go, got, I don't know. I wrote it years ago. So who knows? Uh, who <laughs> yeah, knows what I was thinking I was, that, I was yeah. thinking that yeah, day?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, you know. yeah.
2: Yeah,
1: that's
0: true. It's whatever fit. Yeah. Good point. But at, at, the, at the end, when it's, you know, you're saying LCD, insanely jealous, you know, and it's, and it just as it gets faster and faster, I think that's really, that's really smart. Yeah. Uh, just cause it starts to get fr- more frantic and frantic, you know, as it, as it, comes towards the end. Another another, another excellent track, I like it a lot. And tonight is the next one, so number six.
1: Yeah, I'm surprised this one wasn't a single, eh? When you Mm -hmm. were saying that the, I mean this is like, to me is the kind of obvious big anthem single, pop, pop poppy, kind of epicness more more slow in this album. I'm Mm -hmm. surprised this one
0: isn't. Chorus is great, isn't it? The chorus is just just brilliant. Yeah.
1: I mean, you could hear this getting recorded now, and it being being a hit. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so. Yeah, I mean,
2: uh, here's the thing. I mean, I like it. I really like it. But to me, it if there is a song that doesn't quite sit as comfortably as everything else does on this album, I think it's tonight. I think so it's that's why now
0: nah, it's interesting. I
2: think it's I think it sounds like. He, put it this way: I mean, it, it's 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 if it's going to exist on this album, it's existing in the right spot because mm-hmm. it's opening side two. Because it could only either open the album or not be on the album or open side two. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing: there's no way it's replacing "I Want to Destroy You." No fucking way. <laughs> no, it's still got to No,
3: so but
2: it just seems like uh, maybe maybe that's my problem with it N- and. Trust me, I don't really have a problem with it. Um, it's just, it's not, I want to destroy you. And mm. it seems a bit, I don't know, it seems a bit nice. A bit shiny. Mm. Even though it's not, you know, it's not particularly. But um, I, I just, it's a bit like um, a Robin Hitchcock song called Heaven, which is a really great pop song. But mm-hmm. it's so slick and nice that it stands out like a sore thumb on oh, the album. Right, right, right. And, and for some reason, even though, you know, this is one of my, like, I'd say this is in my top five albums of all time.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Like, so for me to nitpick is fucking stupid, right? <laughs> Put it this way, Sergeant Pepper's does not end up in my top five. So for <laughs> me to nitpick with it, it's so fucking stupid. <laughs> It's just, yeah, do you know what my problem is? It's too good. That's not a fucking complaint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, no, it, that's, that's a fucking stupid, it's yeah. a fucking stupid complaint.
1: I mean, this is more, this to me is more, the more commercially tuned um, song on that yeah. album, isn't yeah. it? But maybe, yeah. it's, maybe it's that. Maybe, is, yeah, is it that is, it's exactly it, that. It's, yeah. it's
2: exactly that, yeah. Mm. Yeah, what do they do in trying to have a hit? <laughs> Bastards. Make money and have a <laughs> career, <laughs> pieces of shit.
0: But the the line the sway the sway of a teddy girl's hips and then mm. the curl of a teddy, teddy boy's lips are
1: lips. You know,
0: ah, uh, that's excellent. Um, really like that. And I get just because of the time, you know, like you know, th- th- they're still have been teddy boys kicking about that time, you know, as yeah. well. So you know, <laughs> um, but uh, no, I think it's I, you know, I I. Never thought about it in the way you're saying, Michael. Obviously, you've you've been listening to this album for many years and stuff, but um, but yeah, I know. I just think I just, and particularly the chorus. I mean, I know it's and it's quite accessible and all that, but I think it's really well well written. Um, the the chords and the melody, especially, I think the choice of chords in the chorus are, are, are quite. It probably in the face of it sounds like pretty basic chords. I don't know what they are, but they to my ears are sounding a little bit different than when you know just a regular uh, chorus. Um, uh, and ah uh, yeah, I've not got a lot of notes for this. I mean, I think at the start, this this kind of, sort of starts with maybe
2: this. that's it. Maybe that's it. There's not a lot to say about this song.
0: Ah, uh, maybe it's, you
2: yeah, know, yeah, Maybe maybe it's just neatly put together and mm. it's well presented. So therefore,
0: what is there to take apart? Yeah, quite possibly. Yeah, and, I
1: get, and, that's good because we've come up with that mm. a couple of times mm. on this mm.
0: podcast, David. Eh, yeah. yeah. Nah, there's no no much to pick
2: <laughs> Nothing but, bad
1: to say, but.
2: Yeah but but I mean you know it's a bit like it's a bit like you know being in love isn't it it's you the person you're in love with their flaws are sort of like become ecstatically beautiful to your eyes. Mm. so if there's no flaws in this maybe that's the problem
0: yeah
3: yeah you is that what, yeah. is
2: that what you love to hear? is like fuck yes, that's that's an, that's
3: <laughs> yeah yeah
2: that's how it is to me if there's no if there's no flaws well I don't know
1: yeah uh, I had an issue last night with my man friend because I called him intolerable. Sure. <laughs> and then it had to go out and sit s- outside for like half an hour to 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 process it, And then I had to backtrack and say, "No, I tolerate you well, and I'm sorry, and <laughs> all that." So, um, yeah. Is that, that
2: hang on? Was um, that your apology? No, I tolerate you well. well <laughs> so you made it about
1: you. <laughs> Yeah, well, I, couldn't, I couldn't exactly just go. Oh no, I was, I was right. I, 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 yeah, I can't tell yeah. you or anything. I, 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 I <laughs> dug myself kind of so deep, eh? so.
0: Yeah, I, <laughs>
2: yeah you, you did. Know,
1: meh, meh. So yeah.
0: <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. Uh, right, okay, well, I suppose that's tonight then. So, uh, mm. so moving on, and
2: and and I have to say, like, if I go to see Robin Hitchcock. And if he plays just one song off Underwater Moonlight, and it's tonight, I will lose my fucking mind with joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah so, yeah. so, have you seen them live?
1: Mm, have you seen them?
2: I have seen the Soft Boys live, right. which um, uh, I've yeah, I've seen them a few times, which is unbelievable. seeing as they split up in nineteen eighty one, did they play small venues? Was
1: it a small? Was
2: it a? Yeah, I mean the the photo that I've got right in front of me, it's hanging on my wall. It's actually a photo. Uh, of them playing in um, Amoeba Records in San Francisco, so they're playing in a record shop there. So
3: yeah, it's
0: cool. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah. Good there, on them. There's there's Robin Hitchcock living the states now. Is that? Or is yeah, he... he lives in Nashville. So he lives in Nashville. Yeah, okay, mm. right. Because i them talking about Nashville in that yeah. interview, but I wasn't sure if that's where he was based or he, you know, he just went through a mm. sort of Nashville phase or whatever. I was oh. I was actually in
2: Nashville um, in. December and I uh while I was in Nashville I just happened to be scrolling through I think it must have been Instagram and there was a photo of uh Robert Hitchcock in London and I thought that's not a coincidence.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know? I I got to get the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sell the house. <laughs> uh next one is this instrumental thing so Uh, you'll have to go sideways. Yeah.
2: Well, I think there had to be an instrumental at some point. I think when we listen to how spiky and sort of interesting Kimberly Rue's guitar playing and how brilliant a guitar player, by the way, Mm -hmm. Robin Hitchcock is, I think, it. yeah, there's an instrumental definitely always on the cards. And I love this track, by the way. Yeah,
0: I I I do as well, actually, yeah.
1: Just to kind of break the 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 tracks, you mean, or kind of cleanse the kind of the. Sort the of, tar- I mean, let showcase the
2: guitar work. You know, oh, right. also also lyrically, we've been through a fucking yeah.
1: lot.
3: You know,
1: yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just- that's what I meant, Like going from yeah. a bit of a break that kind of way.
3: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah.
1: Not that it's not that it's. Uh, I mean, it's pretty. It's not. I mean, it's quite complicated this bit, eh? With the rep- oh, I love the repetition of the chandelier guitars and everything, right. eh? Mm. And then the wee el- 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 that synthesizer, you know, mm. towards yeah. the end, the kind of yeah. alien kind of break it. the,
0: yeah, that's I like that, and it. Uh, I think that's a, 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 a you've got that that kind of guitar riff that kind of that loops, yeah, um, and and then but just the noises and all that, I think it just sounds paranoid as hell. It just sounds. It sounds. It's kind of unsettling at, at times, you know, especially when the sounds start to come in. They come in just kind of texture almost, and then they start to almost fight each other. It's almost like you know, and they're, they're panning left to right and in and the, in the, in the ears and stuff. And, yeah. um, and and I I just think it's great. I think it's just. Um, it's almost like. We've got the guitars going. Ah, well, what can we do to make this even more fucking abrasive and fucking fucked, yeah. you know? And so let's put these fucking horrible synths over the top, and because, <laughs> like I say, it they come in, and it's like, you know, you're like, all right, we bass synth, and then you just start, start getting, just starts getting noisier and noisier, you know. Um, But no, I think it's excellent.
1: Okay. Yeah. Is that it? Uh, yeah, I'm just excited <laughs> to talk about the next one. <laughs> Can I say it? Can I say it? Number, the next track, number eight, is Old Pervert.
2: It definitely is. Yeah. And thank you for having me on your
1: podcast.
0: <laughs> no, hey, well, you take it away then, since you've been I just the like the name.
1: Then? I just wanted to say the name before you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Old Pervert hanging around under the bridge. Yeah. I mean, I'm just picturing that, Hey, eh? I think I know him.
3: Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, just want to show you
2: what's in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's um <clears throat> it's it's a weird um modern uh take, isn't it? Really, mm-hmm. when you think about it. Because when you think of um the Me Too movement and how um all these men who've been busted doing terrible things, they always come out with a, a, not really an apology they come out yeah, with like yeah hey listen you know what's happening to me is really bad and it's yeah, and, and and actually it's one of the things about uh it, i like about the song old pervert is like i'm an old pervert and i don't get around much anymore so we, mm. immediately we he, he expects us to feel sorry for him yeah which yeah. is uh-huh. which is exactly like you know um, Weinstein, you know when Weinstein turned up to court, but he's on a fucking Zimmer frame. He's like, really? Uh, yeah. Fuck yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. No, it was yeah. just
1: misunderstood and kind of yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aye, totally. Mm. Um, but I think see the see the guitar tone at the start of this. It's fucking great, you know. Really is. Um, really dirty and just. Um, I mean, the whole song is fucking. It's 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 horrible
3: yeah it's, oh, yeah. Yeah. it's, it's yeah. a
0: horrible song um musically lyrically. <laughs> but, but but brilliant um and uh and again coming back to the drums thing um because when it goes on that riff because when it starts it's kind it's, it, of you know again when it started off you're like I, i've heard you know i think i made this point about uh on the television podcast as well um when it starts, it's like I've heard a million bands when you're driving to work with Six Music on and try to, try to do these kind of riffs and these openings to songs mm-hmm. and it's never, they can never really nail it. And The thing about this as well is I, had I, my head and I think it's because of that, I expected the drums to do something completely different. I expected the drums to come almost, kind of like, almost transferred an antique thing or something, you know. Oh, okay. And it doesn't, it goes fucking, it's all tribal sounding and fucking like unsettling and just you know the you know so the drums Morris on the drums is going you know going crazy it doesn't it doesn't just again just lock in because if it just locked in it would have been a lot more accessible a lot more um you know um easy to listen to i guess but it doesn't then the drums and bass just do something that i wasn't expecting um which again just adds to the the kind of just how how horrible it sounds <laughs> you know um but it's uh and the the chords um, and the picked out notes and stuff again, guitar work again, just just brilliant. And uh, yeah, it's just just a noisy, brilliant song. Uh-huh. Kind
1: of noisy mess. I wish there.
0: I knew. I wish I knew more words, but that's but you know. So.
1: <laughs> no, I think I, you're
0: nailing it. I mean, you know, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> yeah, totally.
1: <laughs> I kind of thought about this as well. Like this is kind of my idea of what an old pair of it was when I was a kid. It's kind of right, that old okay. school kind of, I don't know mm. if you were thinking that as well, but uh, kind of growing up in the 90s, I was always like, perfect. That's what we were always kind of scared of, that
3: and
1: mm. the IRA or what, when we were, you know, we <laughs> 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 like, um, Did I.I.A. Falkirk much? <laughs> no, no, they didn't. <laughs> they were, they, but um, all these things that, we, that weren't really a threat to us, Like, but but uh, it's kind of my, my idea of the old scuzzy kind of, like dirty mags and dirty kind of perverts yeah. that you just you didn't know but you know you called people that were were that, that probably had nothing to do with pervert and pervert am eh? say yeah like, I'm not like... Saying
3: that
1: this person is this, may, this person yeah. is
2: yeah Fuck but you. equally equally yeah. I don't know I don't know what it was like where you both live but equally <laughs> there, there were people that were definitely fucking yeah. perverts. Yeah. Yeah. And and my <laughs> parent I remember my don't don't go up near so He's a bit funny. What the <laughs> paedophile is a bit funny. <laughs> okay.
3: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Absolutely exhausted. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I know what you mean. It's kind of because again, it's, it's kind of obviously written in nineteen eighty, so it's got that old yeah, yeah kind of vibe. And uh, well, the, the one, the one thing that I was, you know, that lyrically it was when he says that. Uh, they say that I'm weird, and disinfectant is the only thing I drink. Yeah, but <laughs> and, ah, but cleanliness of the soul is more. You know, um, I just I was I was reading that a couple of times, and I was just trying, thinking because obviously disinfecting, cleaning, cleaning the soul. And all, I was trying to kind of like figure out exactly where, where that was that was what that was meaning. And where, but I, I couldn't really I couldn't. Really well, is that not sort of, of like you know if if
2: I can say my soul's clean, then my hands can be as dirty as they want. Right, sort of right, yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Ah, okay. I nah, think it's that. Sort yeah, of thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. That would make a lot of sense. Ah, okay. But yeah, <laughs> but no, it's 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 fucking. I mean, the the music just matches the lyrics perfectly, you know. And the thing is, see, see when see me you listen to this, and they come to the next song, fuck. Me. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, it's. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a hell of a switch <laughs> it really is um mm-hmm. so next song being queen of eyes um when i first listened to this i was or maybe the, the, the second time or whatever it was i was like oh, all right can hear the beatles can hear beach boys even the who 60s who i could hear in there and i was i was i was thinking all those those artists and bands i was like mm-hmm. but it's not quite that and then Also, you've talked about Sid Barrett and I was like, it's fucking Sid Barrett, it's Sid Barrett, you know, and and that's when it eventually clicked on me. And then when I I started realising that that was one of his heroes and stuff, I just started making sense, you know, Um, even though there's flavours of it even before before now, but this is just like a Sid Barrett song, like, you know, through and through. And, um, yeah. I think
2: Robin Hitchcock would be delighted to hear you say that because I think he finds the pain of his life that, People go, oh yeah, that's your bird song. Oh, really? Because, right. right. I mean, it is it is very birds. Yeah, is yeah, very birds. Right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, I mean, look, look, all his stuff, like I say, from the beginning, like right up till now, you can hear uh, you can hear his record collection and everything. But that yeah. doesn't mean it's not him. It mm-hmm.
0: is. Yeah, it's totally. completely him. He's just he's just using what's at hand, you know. Definitely. Uh, but the but the m- melodies and even the kind of the rhythms. It's very yeah. i mean it can make like you see emily yeah. play type type vibe you know you can hear yeah. that in there and um but yeah yeah it was it was just you know it was that way i was like no it's, it's yeah i can hear that to a degree but it's not that but yeah just and then hear him talking about sid it was like yeah yeah I've, mm-hmm. kinda, at least I've got something right <laughs> um But that's the thing. I think when listening to to this um, and I suppose like positive vibrations to to an extent tonight as well, this is again, this band that they could have been, you know, this, this catchy, um, accessible, you know, you know, top 10 band. Yeah. Not just that though. You
2: could say, well, this is what they could have been. They could have done an album with songs like this or just jangly, and sort of like True. you know, yeah, yeah. slight, slightly psychedelic lyrics, yeah. but 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 pleasingly so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whereas I mean, I mean, you know- I, I suppose I say that about this song. I mean, this could have been a mm. hat. I mean, in 1980, I mean, as, as you can kind of sort of yeah. to as well, Michael. Maybe no one really gave a shit about this kind of style of of, of music at that point. Probably not. Um, so I suppose yeah. me looking back, thinking, yeah, this could have been a hat, but maybe at that point in time, yeah, like you say, it's two sixties, it's two. You know, mm. um, music's in a different place at that point. But in terms of like, the melody and the, you know, the catchiness, absolutely, you know, it's all the hooks I, are there, you know.
2: I really do think this is, um, I, I think this is, like if anyone said to me this is the best uh, Robin Hitchcock song he ever did, I wouldn't argue with him. It's mm. definitely not my favourite, yeah, but I think but, yeah. I, I can hear, I can hear, what I can hear from this is just a really cohesive even though it is psychedelic, um, piece of phenomenal songwriting, just phenomenal. Yeah. I, I, I bet, I bet when he wrote that, I mean, he must have just gone, Well, that's today's work over with because yeah. I yeah, seem yeah, to just, have just, fucking nailed yeah. this. <laughs> I'm going to the pub you now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because it's, uh, it's, it's just a beautiful, I think it's a wonderful song. Yeah. Yeah. I really do as
0: well. Let's we'll see
2: yeah it i think
1: it's one of this is my other favorite one on the album right. absolutely yeah. and it is that nice kind of beautiful just things that you were describing there and it's got my favorite line of the album in it as well which is in in this horrible age of abuse and decay it's good to know that someone's looking okay right it's such a great
2: it's great, great lyric yeah. yeah
1: yeah you know and i always think just what you were speaking about there about and I've done it loads of times as well, where you think this could be a hit in another life or what, but mm-hmm. it would change everything if it did, eh? It'd yeah, change yeah. everything how yeah. you interact with it. You know, I yeah. like a lot of the kind of post-punk, the subway sect, and there's a Scottish mm-hmm. band, the fire Engine sexual objects, and Davy Henderson that plays with them, that I think just could write the best... Pop songs ever. Hmm. Uh, but it's never getting heard, it's never getting commercial, it would change absolutely everything how I think about it. So it's mm-hmm. special, that's what makes it special to us is that yeah. the unseen yeah. uh, unmasses music, isn't it? So um, yeah.
0: it's kind of like, it's almost like, I yeah. suppose, yeah, you're right when you're saying, listen, it's kind of like, uh, again, not that the, you know, um, Robin Hitchcock or the band themselves are craving success and and you know money and things like that. But I suppose it's that side you're thinking, oh God, I wish you'd got all of my you're a lot success because you're you're a really good band, you know. So you're kind of right. rooting, kind for them. But yeah, at the same time, you know, the, the the flip side of that is if they're famous and overplayed, and yeah, you know, then that changes the whole dynamic of how you experience it. Yeah,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely.
0: But also, you just you just there's
2: no way the quality of Robin Hitchcock's work would be the same. Mm-hmm. because it, it his life would have been different so therefore his yeah, music would yeah. be different and yeah. um mm-hmm. on a purely selfish you know way i'm fucking glad this album tanked
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> but, yeah
2: yeah you know, you yeah. know. definitely
0: um this I, album's I, failure has improved my life greatly so yeah, yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> yeah no i think that's that's a, that's a fair point i think we i think i think that's the thing we all you know, we all like to think we're, we're completely open-minded. Um, Well, I'll speak for myself anyway, certainly, but when things get successful and they, they get, yeah. and a lot of people like it it does change, you know, you will start pulling back from it, you know, um, unless it's just, unless it's just something that's just huge, like, you know, it transcends everything, you know, like the Beatles and things like that, which it's just that almost transcends music itself, you know, and um, that's different. That's something else, but yeah, just kind of hyped bands or, you know, and, You know know, that might actually be pretty decent, but you're just hearing them too much, and they're just talked about too much. You just start to get resistant, you know, about that resistance to it. You know, you know. I mean, I think there's something to be said about like would would REM
2: have existed if, Mm -hmm. um, if the Soft Boys had been a huge success, and and they probably wouldn't, they probably wouldn't have. And and to be honest, even right now, um. You know, with so many young people who clearly are far more into music, well, they seem to be just as much into music of the past as they are of music right now. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, well, you know, we've discussed this, David, but like, you know, kids getting really into Queen and stuff like that. So, But what I'm saying is, like, there's far more chance of some 15-year-old losing their shit over the soft boys than there is of, like, their dad forcing automatic for the people on them
0: yeah because yeah, good point. it's something
2: their dad will have got honestly this when i was your yeah <laughs> you know and it'll, it'll yeah. bore that child but they'll if they accidentally find the soft boys
0: underwater like yeah. there's there's still there's still a grain of hope isn't there yeah,
2: yeah no,
3: absolutely
0: definitely absolutely. and uh yeah that's the thing because you're talking about REM, it, Again, the, the interview with Robin Hitchcock that I watched today, I think you mentioned... Is it right you mentioned... Did they work with uh, uh, Peter Buck? Did they actually do some stuff yeah. with him at one yeah. time? Yeah, well,
2: P- Peter Buck... Um, I think all of R.E.M. have been on you know, right, Robin right. Hitchcock records at one time or the other. And also, um, there's a song by Robin Hitchcock called Arms of Love that was on um, his album in in the 90s, an album called Respect. And technically... That song, Arms of Love, by Robin, Robin Hitchcock, is a cover because R.E.M. put their cover version out before he did. So technically, ah. he,
0: uh, Robin Hitchcock's doing a cover of his own song by <laughs> R.E.M. That's interesting. <laughs> Excellent. Um, but yeah, you can hear this, as you said, the, the, um, Michael, they don't get to hear R.E.M. Um, yeah, know, the, the influence on And that's absolutely, definitely. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's no bad thing because I mean that's the thing the birds I mean yeah it's you can you can hear that um, in REM anyway you know you can hear the direct influence yeah, of the birds yeah. on on them but you can hear you know that that in between you know on this album kind of things but I had no idea because because when I when I started reading about uh, about the Soft Boys um uh, well that's what I did I tried I decided I I tried to think should I just listen to the album without reading anything about them or should I read a wee bit about them first and then listen to the album. And I probably still just listened to the album, but I did uh, I read a little bit about them and it was just saying how they were a huge influence on REM. And I was like, all oh, right, okay. Mm-hmm. So I that put a certain thing in my head when I when I started listening to it. Um, but I didn't expect what I what I heard. I didn't didn't expect this mm-hmm. album. I expected it probably more. Um, you know, because early REM is, is not the most accessible, you know, and murmur more, more, more no, things not like so. that. It's, it's, you yeah. know, it's it's you know, it's it's you know, so um so I thought maybe it would be more like that, you know. Um, and it is it. it is at points, but um, but yeah, this is just it's just I think overall it's just um the This album is bonkers, as you said. I don't know what the word used, but uh mm-hmm. yeah, it's uh but it is that. But um Queen of Eyes, I think it's, it's, it's I think it's an excellent song, and and the melody is just beautiful. But yeah, for me it was it was very much like a an homage to 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 Sid, you know. So I'm on this one definitely. Um last song, title track.
1: Yeah, you know it's funny. You know, um, sometimes when we when we've done this podcast before, you know, you get to the the title track or something, and you're like, oh, when, what what this again? What's mm-hmm. you know, just in the panic of your notes and everything like that. Every single one, as soon as I've read this, I'm singing "Underwater Moonlight" in my head. Eh? Yeah. Well, this was well, um, the
0: one you threw in my head today. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, I mean they're catchy. It just shows how catchy a lot of these songs have been. Eh? This one's got the most bizarre lyrics, I think. And it actually came up on my Spotify when I was looking at this. There's a bit when he, towards the end, when he whispers, and my Spotify just said in brackets, there are quite a few lines here I cannot make out. But it just, <laughs> where it, just where it was just like, <laughs> um, yeah, um, yeah, what's your thoughts on it, David?
0: Well, I think it's excellent. Um, it's kind of, I don't know, it, I, I'm. I'm not. I'm. I don't really know Roxy music that well, but I, it kind of reminded me of the very little I've heard of Roxy music a little bit. You don't um, hear much
1: Roxy music, no, you no,
0: no, no. I really me, neither. me neither. You're not. No. Maybe come back on Michael, we we'll both listen to, listen, to,
2: listen,
1: to <laughs> listen to Roxy music,
3: yeah. you know.
2: But but um, I will tell you this. I mean, you probably you probably know this. Um, during the sessions, they recorded a Roxy Music song. I All right. But, but because I don't know Roxy Music, you don't I know can what you tell is. you what <laughs> the um, uh, I can't... This is my only Roxy Music connection. This is the I mean, like like we, we any of us have a Roxy Music connection. <laughs> but you ready for this. I love thermal underwear. Uh, I love thermal underwear. Uh, and I was introduced to the world of thermal underwear by one of the models on a Roxy music album cover. <laughs> but you just saw it and thought I need some of that. No, no, I was staying in her house and she um and she I, I was gonna sleep on her sofa and she went, Well I haven't got any pajamas, but here's my boyfriend's um uh thermals now I'm, like, I'm not wearing them she go well you're not lying on my sofa naked. <laughs> I put them on and literally my life changed I went holy fuck these are amazing. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, that the, is that the cover with the two the two the two models in the front and they're gonna be all the i don't i don't
2: stuff fucking stuff. remember is that <laughs> one? Let's no, i mean now it, it, do you know what it may even been a brian ferry album cover now ah, that right, i think of right. it. maybe maybe it wasn't roxy music
3: okay, wait, i will find really out cool. and
2: i will okay, yeah, thank I
3: guess, you so. yeah <laughs> her name her
2: name's allison now and she's a very lovely person See, just day. when you
1: say about album cover, what is this album cover all about? It is bizarre. Yeah, oh yeah, that's this, one. Yeah, yeah. I love it. I <laughs> love <laughs> it, well, no, it. It doesn't no. tie with album at all to me. It's just like the people no, up and
2: zooming in. It's got water, and that's yeah. it. Yeah, I think yeah, that was that. That was it, Yeah, yeah. So true. it's the the album cover for Underwater Moonlight is two uh, paper mache dummies um i'd say they look they look fairly romantic right they look for like a yeah. couple yeah. older and they're just uh well dressed and um they're right by the coast on some rocks uh she's got her shoes off i'm sure that's probably mean for i will probably mean sex <laughs> yeah <laughs> probably uh, and the, this was uh these Paper match statues or whatever you want to call them, mannequins, were made by uh, Lal Hitchcock, who is Robin Hitchcock's sister. Oh, really? Ah, oh, that's good. So I guess this probably comes under the 600 quid for the album. Yeah. If you can get your sister <laughs> to do the album yeah, yeah. cover
0: for free. Yeah. Yeah. I, but I, I, I kept looking at it. I was just, I don't know. It was. I just, I just, I just found it really interesting to look at. Yeah. Um, kind of, kind of creepy, but oh yeah, but
1: it is can creepy. I kind of
0: yeah. nice at the same time. I don't know. It's, I. It's... But no, like, I like that. That great. Would you think, Lucy? Would you have something else?
1: No, no, I wouldn't have anything else. But it is, it is creepy, and kind of, I kind of felt creepy for looking at it. You know what I mean? And for like, wanting to look at it and look at it more. It's. Um, yeah, with the shoes kicked off and the hat on the on the lap and the tuxedo and stuff, it's just um yeah, it's strange. Even the writing's kind of creepy. Eh? The soft boys that looks kind of yeah, kind of looks creepy. <laughs> so, um, so I wouldn't expect anything less. I wouldn't want anything less.
0: Ah, oh, good. I like it. Yeah. Uh, um, I suppose uh, yeah, because I suppose in the the title track, you know, there's mentions of like, beaches and oceans and things like that, so. uh, and giant squids. Um, so. <laughs> I I really wouldn't connect the two I mean <laughs> I
2: don't so I just, so. There's I this just very, think it's very coincidence yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
0: but no that's this song that, this is the one yeah this is the one that was that was in my head today um, particularly the chorus and and um, the the guitar solo I think is absolutely excellent um, it's against you know, again the, the kind of angular style that we're, that we're talking about um and it's and it, it's playing all the right notes that sound wrong and that's what i love about it it's all the notes that sound off they don't sound in tune but they are within the you know the scale of the song but they're, they're just all the wrong the, the, the wrong notes and kind of inverted commas um and i love that And there's a wee arpeggiated bits at the end you know he's picking out all the the you know the chords and uh, you've got the organ coming in as well towards the I think it's towards the end pulsing away in the background yeah, yeah. Uh, which I think is just, just brilliant I love that whole section Um and I just getting brilliant chorus really uplifting chorus and yeah I think it's an excellent song really do yeah
1: it's uplifting yeah
0: Aye. in a good way no no the kind of positive vibrations for me was uh, the, the uplifting part of that I struggled with but the uplifting nature of this, I don't know, change me more, I think.
3: Yeah.
2: I mean the thing about like um old pervert is it it it's it's unfortunate where it is. Oh, or maybe it's maybe <laughs> maybe that's maybe it's really clever where exactly yeah, where it is yeah, that's, yeah. because because the album ends on two I think bona fide classics. Mm-hmm. I mean just they yeah. they're both phenomenal yeah, bits of work. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I forgive all pervert, and I think that's what all pervert wanted. <laughs> Damn it! I'm falling
3: into a trap. Damn it! Yeah, uh,
0: <laughs> I think that's definitely what he wanted. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, so, uh, so. Having digested this album myself, I was—I can I see you've got—you've uh, got the record there. You've got even got the CD as well, uh, Michael. Yeah. Um, I've got several versions of the
2: CD. I'll be honest, <laughs> with you, around me, yeah, so every new new reissue, you just buy it. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, I've had many, many, many different versions of it. Yeah, um,
0: and I do not have an original, which is really fucking annoying. Aye. But I will. Well, that's interesting because yeah. that's what I was trying to do. I was looking, I was looking for the for the record and. Um, I was thinking, yeah, I, I, I want to own this, you know, and mm. and the, you know, they're going for insane amounts of money, you know, the, the records themselves. So, um, even the reissues are like <laughs> like staff yeah. money and stuff, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think yeah. I'll probably just try and pay the 20 quid for a, a, a CD or something, you know, just get that, you know. But, um, but yeah, no, I think I'm definitely gonna get that. This is on my shopping list, I'm, they
2: own, so. I'm over the moon, I'm literally yeah. over the moon to hear that, yeah. So this no, this was
1: the second album of was it three. Three kind of original
2: soft boy. Um, it's 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 really hard to say.
1: Yeah,
2: it's um, they definitely made two albums at sort of during their existence.
3: Uh-huh.
2: Uh, you know the, but then there was like a compilation come out. But then they sort of reformed. Uh, I can I can tell you because it's written right in front of me. My- it's written in front of me. It is written in front of me, but it's faded because the sunset that picture somewhere. <laughs> um, it's about sometime about 2002 or something like that. I can't right. remember. Right. And uh, they made another album. And it's the original, it's it's the four piece soft boys that are on Underwater Moonlight. And it's a great album called Next Door Land. And it, it sounds like the next album they would have made.
1: Right. So it doesn't. That's say, what I was going to ask. Like, where yeah. do you go? What do you do? What do you do
2: now? Yeah, I re- I really so, um, do think you should give Next Door Land a go. But then again, <laughs> um, I also think you should give everything Robin Hitchcock ever did a go. <laughs> uh, uh, and you know, I don't know how you're gonna do. You're gonna put this, uh, podcast out. But I'm more than happy to put together a five albums by robin hitchcock you definitely should hear so please do to make yeah. it to make it a bit easier because you know it is 40 albums and it's overwhelming yeah. not to me
0: but to anyone else
1: <laughs> can anyone yeah. just start yeah. yeah absolutely yeah,
0: please do that, that would be that would be great to put that to your lot. yeah because Excellent. that's
1: that's a real barrier for me sometimes to even listen to music it's, oh yeah uh, it's yeah. that same thing, of, like, if you go to watch Game of Thrones or something, or well, can't it be, you know, it's, it's so many seasons, where do I start or what? So mm. a lot of music's like that for me, I wouldn't know where to start. So um, and, and that just and Rob, me.
2: Yeah, and Robin Hitchcock, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, is so prolific that, you know, he'll record another album's worth of music while recording his album, and then yeah. that album <laughs> just gets thrown in a bin until 15 years later when they re-released that album. They go, oh, here's a separate disc with 20 songs that he recorded yeah, yeah. at the time. So if you want to save money, buy his album when it comes out,
3: because <laughs> you'll
0: end up spending a fucking fortune buying the reissues that have got
2: yeah, double yeah. discs. and Yeah. I
0: yeah. absolutely. But I think that's it. I mean, I, I think... um I, I don't know if you guys feel the same, but um I think certainly... Certainly, uh, I, I, maybe I'm repeating myself slightly here, but but listening to Robin get interviewed, that I'm saying like he's my he's my friend, you know, Robin, I yeah, mean, Robin, you know, mm-hmm. sure. Um, <laughs> but it did make me. It I think it elevates the music. See when see when you listen to when you when you when you listen to an artist speak, and they they do speak so eloquently and and with mm-hmm. intelligence and passion and. And again, just the guys' overall vibe. But it, it when I listened to the album after that interview. Again, mm. it it was better. Again, I think it's because I kind of maybe understood it more as well and who the the who the, the person was. And you know, I know there was four people involved in making the album. Don't get me wrong, but um, but yeah, I I I just found that really. can kind of, as you said at the start, listen, you weren't expecting them to be that way. I was the same, yeah. and and I think that really that kind of enhanced the album for me. Um, not maybe that shallow true. I don't know but it did.
1: no that's 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 a truth thing we spoke about that kind of briefly where if you're into something I mean you can know it's a great album or what but if you don't have that connection with a person who's singing or what mm-hmm. and I had chatted about this with Martha Right, if we, would you tune into something with somebody where mm-hmm. you know or you when you tune into something it makes it it enhances it so much more yeah, yeah. Because it's totally just that agree. connection, it's another connection. Yeah. Eh.
0: Because it was the same with when with, with Tom Verlaine, I think it was an interview from like ninety two or something. It was like yeah. height, you know, the height of grunge. And he was doing that interview and he's sitting smoking his fag, and you know, just and again, that was the same. I was like i really like this guy. Yeah, you there's know, just something
3: and, no, right. know,
0: this guy's interesting, you know, he's got things to say, you know, and it does it does change it. I mean, if if they'd been yeah, if if, if you know, he'd been a cocky kind of loudmouth guy that was just a bit dismissive and all that, I don't know. I might have listened to that. I'm again. Uh, this guy's are yeah. a tosser. I don't know. It's kind of making this, but but at the same time, there's plenty of bands that I like you know, that, make, that make music. Oh love yeah. them, that I fucking tosses, You know, <laughs> you know. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know what I'm trying to say. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, rock
2: rock stars rock stars are supposed to be pricks. Yeah. You know, yeah, the, yeah. it's it's absolutely part of their job, and I think I think even that sort of goes hand in hand with the Marvel backstory. Um, for for Robin Hitchcock, yeah. he's not like that. So mm. maybe he could never break through the way you know, ah, you point. know, yeah. the way Noel yeah. Gallagher could. Yeah, you know, yeah, I you get know.
1: that. because yeah. yeah. when you're, you were talking about Madonna earlier, I'm saying that's everything I want Madonna to be. I'm not wanting mm. to hear that she's the nicest nicest person. Yeah, yeah. It was really whatever. I'm wanting to yeah. tell me that she was there was an era of ridiculousness in the like. Yeah. Kind of fabulous because I'll never have that, so I want that, Mm. you
3: know. I want to hear that, yeah.
1: You know, he's a normal guy, he's a right original guy, yeah, Mm.
0: yeah. But yeah, no, it's interesting, yeah, yeah. But um, but no, I'm definitely interested in listening, checking out more. Um, so yeah, your recommendations would be I'm very, very happy to hear that. Delighted,
1: yeah, excellent. You're spreading it, you're spreading that. So, for well, I words, mean, I mean, yeah.
2: t- do you know, t- to be fair, I mean, that's that is the point of this album. That is actually proof of what this album does mm-hmm. because it it slowly gathers its audience and yeah. it's still, yeah, and still today, today we know it's gathered two more. So, yeah, tomorrow, sure. who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Maybe we'll get a third tomorrow.
0: Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's it. That. Ends up in the mm-hmm. top 10. Yeah, after this podcast is out, you know,
3: yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh,
0: excellent. Well, listen, I've had a lot of fun uh, talking about this album, listening to it along the way, and uh yeah, yeah. Super. Thank you, Michael. It's been great and great to um, um, hear
1: something
2: new. Thank you new. both. Thank you both. I'll, yeah. I'll just say to the listeners: if you do uh, want to go the slightly cheaper route of buying this, um, I think I think it's on iTunes for four ninety nine, and that's for the full. Exhausting forty-track mm. version or something like that, and and a, all yeah. I recommend is listen to the ten tracks mm-hmm. as much as you can before
0: you go any further.
3: Any further, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: Because oh, yeah. yeah. I, I did, go a little further. Well, obviously, I said yeah. the start, I did yeah. shuffle, but I did go a little further, and it was one about uh, he's a reptile or something. Is it called? Yeah. He's yeah. a reptile. Which, which, yeah. I, which I quite quite enjoyed actually.
2: Yeah. They they uh they do a cover of um Federal Man by,
3: oh, by Sid, Sid Barrett. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And if you ever get the chance to see Robin Hitchcock perform that, it's wonderful because mm-hmm. uh, it, it, for all his sort of like I wasn't really around for punk, what well, even though he was, mm-hmm. um, he becomes the punk guy that clearly. He thought he wasn't really observing because when he yeah. sings
0: Veggie Man, he spits it out.
3: Ah. It's amazing. Yeah. It's
0: really, really good. Excellent. Good. Need to need to look out for that then. Absolutely. But yeah, no thanks, Michael. That's that's. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Really, really appreciate you bringing this to us. And um, again, just I'm just so happy to have have another band that I, that you know that I know about and and they're yeah. so bloody good, you know as well. Hey. So, yeah.
2: Excellent. Well, you know, keep on enjoying that album. I certainly hope you do.
1: Missy.
0: Okay, so um back to normal business then. Now I've had Michael um suggesting something, it's just myself and Lucy now. So it's your turn, Lucy. So your turn to tell me what I'm what I'm listening to next. Yeah, I've got I I've got my pen and paper, my old school pen <laughs> and paper.
1: I don't this is the first one where I felt like there's not a natural kind of progression for me. So I feel like I could go anywhere. I? So, um, do um, I want something I've been listening to recently, or something old school? Or... Mm. Right, I think I've got one. And if you if you haven't heard it, if you have heard it, then I won't be offended because you should have heard it. So that's, this is the good thing for
0: us. Well, we already so, um, established an episode there's a few homes I should have heard. I'm heard so.
1: <laughs> so I'm going to go with something a wee bit different for us, kind of piano-driven. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't if you haven't listened to it, and I'm going to go for 1971, so back again, mm-hmm. Carol King's Tapestry.
0: Oh, right. I haven't heard this one, but I know it's I know it's... Have you very, not? I know it's um, i know it's quite quite famous and, and it's, I it's i know it's a classic
1: so, see that's where i was like um, do yeah. i go for something i've been listening to recently or what which yeah. I, I but i feel like i've got all the time in the world in this podcast so i can come to that mm-hmm. but um uh, so, so we are doing
0: like, this podcast for about yeah, for 15 about, years anyway yeah. so it's, it's
1: fine. <laughs> so uh, so yeah so uh, yeah and um I've I, been speaking to one of the guys at my work who's been listening to our podcast, and he was like, "Oh, is it going to be just kind of guitar-driven and then deepish mode kind of changed it?" So I'd like to change it up a wee bit with more mm-hmm. piano-based based yeah. things. And like you say, this is a lot of the stuff that a couple of stuff that we've done. It kind of starts with some mm-hmm. of these. Some of these people listen to this, so somewhere a lot yet. it starts with Carole King.
0: Yeah, good. You know
1: do you know the kind of main songs out of this one? Do you, do you just know the album and that literally... she's
0: I, I know the I know the album, I know Is again it's one of these ones I've I've just known through like you know, the years that's always been one of these ones that people say is a you know a classic yeah. and and you know, one probably probably been these lists that albums you should hear before you die, yeah. kind of things, these things. Um, but um and I and I think I can I can vaguely picture the album covers. It's a black and white thing. Is it? Is a. It, uh, uh, it's kind of
1: dark. dark. Um, maybe that's what it, that is. She's yeah. kind of sitting, but it's like kind of she's kind of hippie-ish looking, and right. kinda, it's kind of dark. It's but you'll probably know the album,
0: cover, ah, the album right? cover. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I've heard of the album absolutely, and of course Carole King as well. But my knowledge. Hmm. So, so you you tell me some songs that maybe I would know, and then I'll tell you
1: um the kind of big ones off it is i feel the earth move under my feet i feel the earth
0: yeah i know that one that
1: one um she did um will you still love me tomorrow that's the Mm -hmm. kind of one when it ends so there's a few of them in there um good yeah there's a few of them you've got a friend so there's there's big ones i'm sure you'll 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 have heard natural Mm. woman um some amazing songs none of them are my favorite
0: but okay so but no no uh, um, that's 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 good i'm looking forward to this genuinely genuinely, because i know it's i know it's one of those albums that you probably should should hear and at least have an opinion on to be honest
1: yeah yeah and carol king's really likeable anyway Mm -hmm. so there's there's plenty plenty of footage and plenty plenty of stuff out there where you'll get some good good ideas of what she's like so
0: yeah excellent good right well i'll uh I'll go away and check that out then. Yeah, thanks for that, Lucy. Then, and yeah, we'll come back. uh, We'll come back next time with uh, "Tapestry" by Carol King. So fab. All right. So look after yourselves. Take care. Thanks for listening. Take care. Goodbye.